Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out this Toronto Today podcast on 640 Toronto. Marcy Ian, our guest, Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Youth of Canada for the federal liberal government. We talk about the funding and a new action plan to build a more inclusive future uh, for gay, bisexual, transgender, uh, intersex, sexually diverse people. There's more to be done. Can money do it? Can an action plan like this one do it? What are its strengths? Do we recognize that there's a lot of countries where people emigrate to Canada because they know it's a safer place to be themselves and love who they want to love? All that coming up in this particular podcast, and we'll have to talk about what happened to Christian Freeland on Friday. I know Marcy's got reactions to that as well. That happens right now. Marcy Ian is the MP for Toronto Centre and the Minister of Women and Gender Equality and Youth, and she Take some time from probably back to school shopping to tackle some of these important issues. Marcy, it's great to have you on. Thanks for making the time. Greg, it is great to be here. And you know, I, I caught the reference on back to school shopping. It was actually moving Blaze into a dorm. This is where we're at now, Greg. That's and is that your first child to leave the home? Yes. Yes. So how how's that? My next 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 door neighbor moved his daughter to McMaster and I just yeah. felt the air was heavy between the two houses all day. It can't be an easy thing. Tell me how you're how, not, how you're doing. It's not easy. She was she was bouncing into the dorm, you know, when her mother was in tears. I mean, that's I have to lay it out the way it was, trying to hold back the emotion and then not being able to, but so proud at the same time. Be so very proud, but this is a big deal. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I, I think you're, you're getting towards the uh, end line. And I always say, once you've gotten your kids through university, once you've gotten them on that path, uh, they're going to make mistakes in their 20s, but but you're there along the way to, to hope they don't make the same mistake. We all messed up from time to time in our 20s, either, either had to retake a course or called yeah. home and said, I'm out of money, I spend irresponsibly. So these are, these are those uh, teachable moments. That's why we call them that. We're one day in and the out of money has already happened. So there you are. We're one day in, Greg. Uh, heavy stuff Friday. Uh, I watched the yes. video of, uh, of your colleague, uh, Minister Freeland. Here's, it, it lands this way for me because I knew before I saw the video that nothing more physical, nothing escalated except what was on the video. But in that moment... I would get mm-hmm. the fear if you're in that building in the in the city hall in Grand Prairie, no matter who you yeah. are, male, female, getting in the elevator, watching from behind a desk. You don't know at that time. So that to me is still is still violence. I struggle sometimes with defining what violence is. But if the threat of violence is there, I get why it's it's violent. Why? When you saw the video, how did it make you feel as a colleague? I dissected that video frame by frame and it. <laughs> The abhorrence of it is one thing, but you know what, what really got me, Greg, <laughs> um, when, when the person called out to her, she was so open. Mm-hmm. He said, Christia, and she turned around ready to engage because that's what we do as public officials in Canada. She said, yes, turning around, ready to engage. And then that happened. And that, that, that tidbit right there says everything. Absolutely, it's violence, but she was ready to engage. She was ready to talk. She was ready to be who she is because that's who she is. And look what happened. And I hated the presence of, of all, all three of them. There's, there's two women with the yeah. uh, larger man. I, I, I can't absolve uh, the two women of, of any more no. or any less culpability than the man. This was a planned, uh, you know, uh, pre drawn up 
you know, verbal attack. They get into the parking lot. They're they're giddy as ten year olds uh, getting a, a, an ice cream together. And I and I think he can't help his size. I can't help that I'm uh, a man and and bigger than some women. But I can I can always change my tone. I could come up to her and have a responsible, reasonable conversation. I could even videotape and say, "Let me ask you about this policy. This makes me unhappy." That's not what that mm-hmm. was. That's not what that was on Friday. No, that's not what that was. And and you mentioned tone. And that's why I mentioned the beginning where her tone was very much, I'm ready to engage. Hi. Because he said, Christian, mm-hmm. she heard her name. And she said, hi. You know, turned around. And and the tone is everything. And it quickly, it it that was that was uh that was a scary tone. Was this one of the biggest things? I mean, you and I, you with your long career in the media, we're gonna get messaging. We're going to get people frustrated. We'll never get 100% of people that agree with something you say on camera or I say into this microphone. But we're used to that. Did this did, did taking that leap over the, the 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 fence into politics for you? Was this the one thing that made you worry and you say I, I kind of know ha- how to handle some of the media stuff I get. It'll go to a different level if I start to represent a government. This is the number one thing that my family was worried about, Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were worried because of the threats and and death threats at times that I got as a journalist. And, and that's something that I've made very clear. I felt I was well prepared for this job because I went through a lot as a journalist. And that switch from national news and being and the neutrality of it and telling other people's stories. And then going to the social was a big switch because I started to tell my story mm-hmm. and I started to talk about being black in Canada and a woman and a mom and all of those things. And, you know, the light, the light comments were, we liked you a lot better when you just read a teleprompter. And then we got into vitriol and then we got into threats and my family sustained a lot. You know, my kids, uh, Blaze in particular, mm-hmm. uh, there were threats. There are all sorts of things. So I felt well prepared. I'm not surprised by any of this. Uh, This has been happening for for many, many years. And not just to me, but to, I would say, you know, you look, (laughs) Minister Mendicino said it perfectly the other day when he said, who gets this kind of hate online or offline? Women? Yes. Politicians? Yes. Racialized, Black, Indigenous women? Yes, yes, and yes. And as I heard him say that, I thought, my goodness, I check every single box. Yeah. And and I, I I know it lands more in one category than others. I know that. I know it's it's staggered, if you will, uh, online abuses. And at the same time, that's why I'm real conscious to say, well, well, I know how that must feel. I don't specifically. I can imagine I'm listening, but I don't know how it actually feels. So we're, our ears are really open. People who are white, heterosexual men in the media need to really use our ears maybe more than our mouth sometimes and listen to how it feels for other journalists. For sure. We I'm do. so, I'm so glad you said that sure. Greg, because we, we came out with, with a two LGBTQI plus action plan a couple of days ago. And, um, uh, a, a trans woman, uh, who was at that press conference and who does amazing, amazing work in the community, the threats that she has gotten online, uh, the vitriol that has come her way online, um, again, not surprised, but unbelievable. 
so so these 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 are the groups, right? These these are the communities that bear a brunt of this. And the other thing that I would say is, I got into this job because I wanted to show that someone like me, that doesn't come from a lot of privilege, and is black and is in their fifties, can do this job. And I always have felt that if you want to, you know, make changes to a system or at least have your voice heard, you've got to be a part of it. And that's why I left a career, frankly, that I loved to do public service. So I want to make sure that people still feel, women still feel, women of color still feel they can do this in a safe way. And that's what's at jeopardy here. We want to make sure that this isn't, hey, don't do this job. Marcy Ian is our guest on Toronto today on 640 Toronto. Can I make the case, and it's not to contradict what the funding is going to do, we are, we got to talk about the good things we already are sometimes. We're one of the most attractive places in the world for people looking to migrate. We have a reputation, and I think we had it, and maybe it's, 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 you know, tarnished somewhat when we have things like Friday. But we have a reputation for tolerance, and we have a, not just tolerance, but promotion of different colors, religions, races, and mm-hmm. so on. People want to be Canadian. They want to leave somewhere where they can't be themselves so they can be themselves in Canada. Are we too hard on ourselves with how we don't don't talk about that enough? You know, it's always a good time to talk about those things. But you're right. I mean, my my parents emigrated from Trinidad in the 60s and and came to Canada for a reason, because we are all of those things. I said the other day, Greg, I wish I, I wish I could legislate kindness. I wish I could legislate empathy, but I can't because while they're, you know, yes, of course, there's a political issue here and there will always be political issues, but this is a societal issue and we really need to gut check and understand and figure out who we want to be and who we are because at the base, base, base level of this, there is a dizzying lack of kindness and empathy. And that, I mean, Mm. (laughs) if everybody walked that way, we'd be at a much better place. Just kindness. Don't have to agree with my political views or Christian's political views yeah. or anybody's political view, but kindness. You don't have to agree, you know, with a trans woman's views, but kindness, empathy, listening. It's a start. It's yeah. a big start. I know, I know there's, and there's, by the way, as you know, there's Caribbean countries right now that have heinous laws against uh, gay people yes. that are, Jamaica is living, you know, two centuries in the past. So is Barbados. We go, yes. we spend tourist dollars there. Those are things we should talk about uh, and maybe more than we should. I need to ask you about what Prime Minister Trudeau said yesterday. Uh, he's, you know, he's on record talking about how unacceptable it was that they got involved with this community media advocacy center. It's got to be really disappointing. Look, it looks like a mistake. It looks like a quickly corrected mistake, but it, it's a problem. We, and so we've, would you say we've got to do a better job of vetting? It seems pretty universal how we fund anti-racism and, and who we give the money out to. This, this looks like a bit of a misstep that was corrected. Minister Hussein and now Mr. Miller uh, and the prime minister have both come out and said this is unacceptable. And it is unacceptable. And so the work now on making sure something like this doesn't happen again and all ministers involved have, you know, been doing all the vet they can uh, to make sure that that doesn't happen. And I have full confidence that that's the case. What was your your initial reaction must have been like just an eye roll. Like, again, mistakes will be made. There's a lot of projects. There's a lot of people that get brought in for government projects. But this one, this one just fell through the cracks. Do you want to know more as to why it happened? 
this is this is something you know that Minister Sen and Minister Miller uh, have been very very forthright about, and I am. Listen, I am on side with my colleagues. I know the work that they're putting in, mm. and I know that this is something that they are on top of and will continue to be on top of so that this doesn't happen again. I wish we had more time. Marcy, I love our chats. Uh, don't you know? Uh, stay in touch with uh, with your daughter. Make sure that spending comes in line. A monthly budget, <laughs> uh, just some simple online business courses. I, I'm I'm going to get my kids enrolled in those the second I get home today. You got me scared a little bit, but I Listen, appreciate I'm gonna our tell conversation. Her, I'm gonna, I'm, I appreciate you so much. I'm going to tell her. Greg told me you need a budget, please. Get with the program. Uh, you know, it, it's a special time in her life. If she needs uh, needs a little extra these first two months to. Uh, to you know, throw some dollars around. I said, I said, mom said it's okay. How about that? There, there you go. There you go. We'll go with that. Marcy, thanks so much for the time today for our audience. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care and all the best to your family. Marcy Ian, MP for Toronto Center, joining us on Toronto Today.